Hello, everyone. I'm Al Daldegan, creator and producer of the Leaders, Innovators, and Big Ideas podcast, supported by Rainforest Alberta. This podcast showcases the people who are working to improve Alberta's innovation ecosystem. This episode is brought to you by Assembly Coworking Space. Assembly has been home to some of Calgary's brightest tech startups and small businesses for almost a decade. If you're looking for a coworking space, check out assemblycs.com. Hey, loyal listeners, I'll be hosting this episode myself. I've been involved in software development for more than 25 years. I've started companies, led companies, and worked for companies, doing many different things. I'm honored to be considered a leader in Alberta's innovation ecosystem, and I give back as much and as often as I can. When I'm not working or podcasting, you'll find me pursuing my passions of photography, crypto investing, and woodworking, along with the occasional round of golf. In this episode, Danielle Barker and I talk about her inspiring story from nothing to a successful software development career. Let's get right to it. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. I'm really excited today to have one of my colleagues, Danielle Barker is here and Danielle is one of the uh, valued and favorites of the learners at Inception U. She's uh, helping us with the facilitation of the Inception U program, but she was also a learner in the program in the previous cohort. Danielle, thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thanks. We talked briefly one day about your past and I thought you had this incredibly fascinating story that I think people would really uh, enjoy hearing. So why don't you tell us a little bit about where you came from and how your life has gotten you to where you are today? So it's a really long story. I'll tell a short version and you can ask more questions based on that, I guess. Yeah, so I started to get an interest in software development in actually in high school in grade 11. Yeah, one of the options that we were allowed to take was software development. So we learned a Visual Basic and C++. I really loved it. This might be something I want to do for a living. Yeah. So I went to uh, university for a year and really struggled. Uh, I had to work at the same time. So I wasn't able to you know, keep up with my studies and didn't do very well. So I kind of gave up on that dream. I thought that was the only way to get in is to just is to get a degree and otherwise I'd have to do something else. So yeah, I ended up just having jobs like customer service jobs and I was a school bus driver, warehouse job here and there. And eventually I ended up being unemployed for a while. Five years I was unemployed for. Uh, I was just on on uh, welfare and I got called into the welfare office and they said, we can't keep you on welfare forever. You're going to have to get a job. And like, if you need help getting a job, there's resources. And they said, you either have to get a job within the next three months or you can take this employment program. So it was like employability skill program through Alberta Works. I ended up going to that and that's where I learned about Inception U. And uh, yeah, so I, I thought it was a really cool program, sounded cool. And I decided, yeah, I'm going to take the leap and try my best and do what I can. And it ended up turning out really great for me. And that's how I ended up where I am today. <laughs> now, you had mentioned to me that not only were you on welfare, but you actually spent a little bit of time uh, homeless, correct? Yeah, so I lost my, my job as a school bus driver. That was my last job I had. Kind of just a bunch of other bad things happened at the same time and just kind of hit this point where 
I just wanted to give up. So I didn't want to go find another job. So I just ended up taking what money I had and buying a van. And I uh, just lived in the van for six months. That must have been a, quite a struggle. It was at times, yeah. There's not a lot of places that let you park a van and sleep at night. And so, you know, like, get wake up in the middle of the night and, hey, you got to move, you can't be here. There was some times where I forgot where I parked and ended up having to sleep on the street. <laughs> I'm terrible with directions. I get lost very easily. So I thought someone stole my van and I, I was just like, guess I'm on the street now. And I guess there must have been a little tiny piece of that that was very free, though. Yeah, yeah, there there definitely was parts uh, of it, of the experience that I enjoyed. Uh, like, I took the van and I actually went across BC. So I drove to Nelson was the first place I stayed. Nelson's really nice. Went to Vancouver and then I stayed in Victoria for quite a while. And I got to go and be on the beach every day and sleep by the beach and yeah so there was some nice parts to it for sure i'm guessing you're back in calgary now when you're living on welfare and did they provide any sort of housing or anything they don't provide housing but they they give you like they give you 350 dollars a month and you can use that towards rent yeah so i found a place that was 350 dollars for rent <laughs> <laughs> so you can't eat but at least you have a roof over your head <laughs> yeah, they give you they give you some other money too. It's yeah, so they give you three fifty for rent and then four hundred for everything else. So I wasn't I wasn't living the high life, but <laughs> I had my basic needs. Now the other interesting thing is that you had mentioned to me that you were also on the autism spectrum. What's that been like on top of all this other stuff? Yeah, so for me, that comes through mostly with having sensory uh, sensitivities also especially when i was younger with social social norms like understanding them and following them yeah so i struggled with like making friends and socializing with people and knowing how what to do in social situations and so that was a struggle to uh, kind of learn that stuff that comes naturally to most people yeah and then like this the sensory things like being sensitive to certain textures, sounds, sensitivity to a bright light, that kind of thing. So yeah, it, it, it definitely uh, adds some extra struggle on top of the regular stuff. <laughs> it's amazing how resilient you've been, like from where you've come to where you are now. You know, I'm sure that some of the Inception use learners past and present are probably going to listen to this episode. And I mean they all love you. Like you're, you're such a huge favorite with all the learners and with all the staff at Inception U. I know Margo, uh, she, she adores you and doesn't want you to go anywhere. She wants you to stay around forever. You know, you've really come full circle back into, uh, you know, what you could clearly qualify as a success. You've made a success out of your life coming from literally nothing to where you are today that's an amazing accomplishment yeah it feels like i've like found my place in the world i guess <laughs> you felt found your fit <laughs> and so now you are like myself you have a part-time contract with inception you and you're doing um, an amazing job with facilitation you've been actually teaching some classes and for someone who's you know been very shy and, and introverted what's it been like actually teaching classes 
Yeah, the the very first one, I was so nervous. I was like shaking and try, just yeah, I had to keep notes on like every single like sentence that I was gonna say to remember it all. And just yeah, it was very nerve wracking. But it just got more and more comfortable every session after that. And now it's like I still get nervous leading up to it, but then once I'm there, it's just about like having conversation with people. And you're in your element because you're talking about software development topics, right? So it's kind of like, it's your gig, it's your fun. And the other thing too is now, hopefully I don't get this wrong, but you're also a Scrabble champion of sorts. <laughs> Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So I play Scrabble competitively. I'm a member of a Scrabble organization, North American Scrabble organization. The club gets together twice a week to play Scrabble. So when I didn't, back when I didn't have a job, that's what I was, that's what I spent my time doing is studying Scrabble, playing Scrabble. I would I would play on average three games a day, every day. Yeah, one of the things, one of the common autistic traits is having special interest or like kind of like a hyper focus on and only do one thing. That's the only thing you care about. I don't know if it, if it got to like a, like a bad point or anything where like I wasn't doing things I needed to in my life because I was playing Scrabble, but like, yeah, it's, it was, I've been like, I've been playing probably about three times a week since I was like six. And yeah, so I just started, like, I was always afraid to, to go to the like Scrabble clubs or like join tournaments and stuff. And then, you know, I was, I was like really down point in my life. I was just like, I gotta do something rather than just sit at home all day doing nothing. If I don't have a job, I might as well you know, do something, take a risk and see see what comes of it. So I went to my first uh, Scrabble club. It was in uh, 2018. Yeah, I went and showed up and I was like, hey, I'm here to play Scrabble. And that's when I started like learning like the, the ways that the pros study. Like they, yeah. It's totally different from how like a regular person might think to study Scrabble. Yeah, just... I, like you said, you, you said I was a Scrabble champion. Well, I haven't won like a national championship or anything like that. I'm not better than like everyone in North America, but I have won in my division uh, several times. Well, I think that qualifies. <laughs> maybe the word champion itself is maybe not um, exactly right, but like serious competitor at the very least, right? Like you probably kick all our butts any day of the week, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anybody who doesn't play competitively, I probably easily just because, like I said, the, like the the study, the way that the way you study, it really impacts and the strategy. There's like, it's not just playing the highest scoring words. That's not the strategy. There's so much more. It's so much deeper than that. And so once you learn all that, then the regular like kitchen table Scrabble players struggle to keep up. <laughs> So did you ever see the television miniseries, The Queen's Gambit, the one about the chess? I would imagine, and maybe after you watch it, you can let me know what you think, but I imagine it, it's kind of on those lines where, cause it's competitive, like high end competitive chess, but yeah, it'd be, it'd be fascinating to know if it's anything like that. <laughs> There's quite a big crossover actually between the chess world and the Scrabble world, like people that play in both. And yeah, it's, it's interesting that like, you'll see a mix. There's lots of chess players who play Scrabble and there's lots of Scrabble players who, there's actually quite a few Scrabble players who have been on Jeopardy 
it's like it's it's weird there's like if you're good at chess you're good at memorizing things and yeah logic stuff and yeah looking for patterns and thinking of strategies and stuff oh that's fascinating when you graduated from the inception U program you did obviously come back and start working for inception U as well but you got some gigs off the ground right like freelance consulting gigs right away didn't you it's been interesting it was one of the first jobs i got was i was working on wordpress i'd never worked on wordpress before i had no idea about how to do anything in wordpress and they're like yeah can you do can you like fix this problem and i'm like how <laughs> i just like i had that like beginner developer feeling again where it's like oh i don't know anything <laughs> why are they trusting me to do this <laughs> but you broke the problems down into little pieces and figured it out and asked for help where you needed to and then you're off sailing right what are some of your plans for the future plans for the future <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I haven't really got there yet. Uh, haven't really thought too far into the future. I'm uh, kind of liking how things are now. And yeah, I don't know. Well, that's totally okay. I mean, living for the moment and being able to pay your bills doing stuff that you love doing. That's that's a, an achievement of success right there. So so that's brilliant. So I guess more of the same, really, I guess. Eh? Yeah, no, <laughs> like I want to buy a house. That's one thing. That's really all I've thought about is, hey, I might be able to buy a house now. This is the first time that I've like lived on my own, like without roommates or anything. Well, that's what it, you're such a fascinating person. And every time I hear you telling one of the stories of what you've been through and what you do and these things just kind of pop up and it's like, what? Like, really? Holy moly. I just thought it would be really, really cool to have you on the podcast and, you know, let people know what you've been through. Because I think when people take a pivoting their career type program like Inception U, there's a lot of imposter syndrome and there's a lot of wondering if they can get through it and then be able to get a job and that kind of thing. And I think you're really a, a shining beacon to people that you can kind of do anything if you if you really just decide to do it, right? You're definitely accomplished in a lot of different things and you've been through a whole lot of crap too. So I imagine you're probably inspiring to a lot of people. And I, I really appreciate that you took the time to be on the episode with me today and, and to be open in, in, in sharing the, the crazy life you've had so far. And I, I really enjoy working with you at Inception U and I know everybody else does. And I, and I see great things for you in the future. So uh, I just wanted to have you on the show and, and let the world know what an awesome person you are. Oh, thanks. I, uh, I appreciate that. I, I enjoy working with you as well. Well, thanks everybody. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to get a hold of Danielle, she's with Inception U right now and we'll share her LinkedIn profile in the show notes like we do with all of our guests. And tune in next week. Same time, same channel for the next episode of the Leaders, Innovators and Big Ideas podcast. If you haven't already, visit rainforestab.ca and sign the Rainforest Social Contract. Become part of the inclusive, silo-busting, sector-agnostic, all-industry, open-sourced, ego-shrinking, ecosystem-building, entrepreneur-focused, wide-open, social barrier-smashing community known as Rainforest Alberta. This episode was brought to you by Assembly Coworking Space. If you're looking for a co-working space, check out assemblycs.com. Music for the show was created by Tony Deldegan. Please be sure to share this episode with everyone you know. Also, don't forget to come by and say hi at the next Rainforest event. 
let us know what you think of this podcast. If you're interested in being either a host, sponsor, or a guest of the show, send me an email at rainforestpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.